2: It's been another busy news week, and we like to review the major stories of the week here on the Black Information Network. Today, we are joined by Black Information Network news anchors Morgan Wood and Bree Wood to discuss this week's major stories. This is the Black Information Network Daily Podcast, and I'm your host, Ramses Ja. All right, Morgan and Bree, welcome back to the show. How are you doing?
3: Hey, good to be here. It's been a minute.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's been a while. Um, Got a lot to talk about, too, so let's hurry up and get to it. So, yeah. Big news. President Joe Biden has announced he will run for a second term with Kamala Harris supporting him on the ticket once again. Uh, Meanwhile, a recent poll suggested that a lot of people kind of don't want him to run for another term. And another poll says many GOP members still support Trump in spite of all of his legal troubles. So what does this mean for the 2024 election? And do you think it will be Biden versus Trump? round two. This time, uh, let's start with you, Brie, and then we'll go to you, Morgan, right after.
3: Yeah, this has been a pretty interesting conversation, especially to watch it online play out. Um, Joe Biden, he's campaigning on the let's finish the job thing, right? He did a three-minute video. He's asking for Americans to give him another chance to meet the policy goals that he says have yet to be completed. So some of the hot button issues, he's hoping that will hold people's support are, you know, lowering costs of prescription drugs, which has been an issue in the country for years, even before him. Uh, he won't codify a national right to abortion after the Supreme Court's ruling last year, overturning Roe v. Wade. And top of mind uh, priority for many Americans would be passing a ban on assault style weapons um, in light of all of the mass shootings that have been taking a- taking place just this year alone. Um That's something officials can't seem to get together on across the board. So his poll numbers, uh, they aren't that great. According to Reuters, uh, as of April 20th, 54% of Americans still disapprove of Joe Biden and what's going on in the country right now, even though many Democrats have expressed that they would prefer for him not to run, as you stated. Mm -hmm. He still doesn't have any serious competition for the Democratic nomination as of now. So that's been the other discussion. Like, who would run if not Joe Biden? Mm -hmm. Who would people actually vote for and have trust Mm -hmm. So um, his age has also been a factor, um, especially more recently in the news. People have been discussing um, the fact that he's 80 years old. And by the time that he would be done with his second term, he would be 86. Mm. So um, it's, in- it's interesting not to be ageist, but age does play a factor. Um, you have to be a certain age to be elected president. So some people say you need to be a certain age uh, when you step he's down, like there should perfect. be an age where you're like, hey, we need to pass this on to someone else. Sure. Um, As for Donald Trump, <laughs> I don't think anyone has been shocked by the way he's moving, right? Um, Several Republicans have expressed they no longer support Trump, but his core group of supporters, uh, the MAGA Republicans, they aren't going anywhere. It really doesn't matter what goes on with him. Um, I think we expected him to run again. He pretty much guaranteed as much after all of the drama he's gone through. Um, What some were hoping for is that his legal trouble would deter him, but instead it kind of seems like it's made his campaign a bit stronger. Um, I do remember hearing about him raising like something like $8 million after all the indictments started coming down. Um, He's been indicted by a grand jury in Manhattan, New York. Uh, The Manhattan district attorney, Alvin Bragg, uh, who was a black Democrat, is over that case. Trump pleaded not guilty to 34 counts related to his role in what prosecutors are describing as a hush money scheme to clear his path to the presidency in 2016. And a federal investigation um, is now in the hands of a special counsel. And that is uh, investigating his efforts to overturn the 2020 election that he says was fraudulent and the role he played in the complete insurrection at the Capitol uh, by a lot of his supporters. Also, the Fulton County District Attorney Fonnie Willis in Georgia, who is also black, she plans to announce this summer whether or not she's going to bring charges against Trump or his allies for their attempts to overturn Georgia's 2020 presidential election results. So we're supposed to find that out sometime between July and September Um, This criminal investigation that is also taking place, um, which is for his handling of sensitive government documents, I believe, after he left office. The FBI, they got uh, an approved search warrant to raid his Mar-a-Lago residence in Palm Beach, Florida. And that's where they discovered about 100 documents marked as classified. But the FBI also searched President Biden's home, discovering some classified documents, not to mention Mike Pence also had classified documents. So I think it's a mess. Um, the bottom line for me is unless something extraordinary happens, I see this being a messy round two for Biden versus Trump. Um, the question is, what are the American people willing to accept? Um, I don't think neither Republicans or Democrats have a strong enough candidate to beat either one of them.
2: Mm. And uh, Morgan, I'm sure. I you- mean, what
4: more can I say? <laughs> <laughs> um so, as President Biden is uh, running uh, or seeking re-election, twenty twenty-four, he has framed his campaign around more rights or fewer. Um, you know, just to elaborate on what Brie was talking about. Now, as far as Trump, I think it is going to be a um, messy round two, Trump versus um, President Biden. But I will say that I put my own little uh poll out there on you know social media. You know, hey, who who would you guys vote for and I am um shocked but not necessarily that surprised to hear that Trump would be the candidate for um most people as, as, oh, and I'm just taking it back because i'm 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 talking about people that follow me, our people who are like you know, you know who would you guys vote for round two and I'm seeing so much more um saying Trump than they are than than biden and i okay um you know as long as you're voting that's cool and of course like uh brie said age does play a factor um most recently critics have blasted uh biden for using a cheat sheet um and in which uh he called out a reporter's name and um also um Uh, I forget what the other thing was on the uh, specific cheat sheet. Basically, that um, brought up concerns furthermore about his mental capacity and straight up Nikki Haley, who was running for a Republican presidential candidate. She went smack at his age and said he's not going to make it through the end of his second term. I mean, intrusive thoughts. We've all thought it, but she's saying it. So age is like like you said, Bree, not to sound ages, but age is a huge factor. And frankly, based on um how the administration has been going thus far it doesn't seem like he um, is garnering the support that he would want going into a second term.
2: Yeah, you know, the crazy thing about this is that. And because of the way that our political system is set up in this country. This is the best we got, these two guys. And I think that overall people are frustrated with mm. the options before they're frustrated with the individuals right because as you mentioned you know there's there's a lot of people who look at joe biden and and associate joe biden with many uh let's be honest lies told by the democratic establishment to black people over the years and with now knowing what it is that a president can do you know uh donald trump Bulldozed his way through the political establishment for four years, and got exactly what he wanted, and got what he wanted for his people. Um, to see this uh, limp-wristed approach to politics from Joe Biden, um, it's it's very uh, disheartening. In the conversations I have, I haven't gone as far as to you know take a poll, but I have met some people where I'm like, they are either saying they're going to vote for donald trump which ugh but you know they have their reasons you know rb for me to take that from someone um or uh they're just not enthused about voting in the way that they were when obama was running in the way that they right. were when uh Kerry was running and in the way that obviously the MAGA republicans are enthused about donald trump there is no enthusiasm surrounding joe biden and with that being the the foremost option for people who are progressive in their thinking and liberal minded and, and demo- the Democratic voter base, especially among black people, been let down constantly time and again uh, from the Democratic Party. It's just um, unfortunate that this is where we've ended up. But, you know, time will tell, Far be it for me to predict the future. But, you know, but people are really that-
3: concerned about, about solutions. That's what they're looking for. We're looking at the right now. The biggest topic from gun reform and abortion would be the money, the Mm -hmm. money that's that's coming out of your pocket, the money that's coming out of your check, the amount of money we're spending on gas, groceries, inflation. We're talking about this back and forth with student loans. There's a lot of stuff happening where people are like, well, four years ago, uh, we weren't in this predicament and people are just looking at the right now. So Mm -hmm. a lot of it is, what are these policy changes doing to help? It seems like they're doing more, to hurt, even though we might get a little nugget here and there that might help somebody out or a sector of people in general. It's not looking good as far as the amount of money that we're spending, not to mention the amount of money we're sending overseas. Mm-hmm. We won't even talk about the billions and billions of dollars we're spending on a war that we're not even a part of. So sure. that could be a whole different discussion. That is no, that's, where that's, Biden that's, is that's losing of, a lot
2: that's of people. part of the conversation where, where Black people are like, oh, that's a slap space. face. But-
3: and. You know, and I've I've seen seen. an increased number of black people say if it was up to today, I would be voting for Trump because they're just looking at, listen, my cash app. You have people who have (laughs) businesses who are saying, don't pay me on cash app no more because now they're watching it. Now they're taking the money out your cash app. It's like you get over six hundred dollars. That wasn't their threshold before. So it's like there's a lot of little changes that people are starting to feel Mm. and it's making them raise an eyebrow. That's all I'm going to (laughs) say.
2: Big changes this week in TV news as both Don Lemon and Tucker Carlson were fired from their respective networks. And CNN announced the launch of a new show with Gail King and Charles Barkley. Uh, King Charles is the name of that show, I believe. All right, Morgan. So what's the latest on these stories? And then Bree will follow up with you.
4: So most recently, yes, Don Lemon was fired and so was Tucker Carlson. They both uh Actually, it happened on the same day, which was quite uh, the event for social media. So uh, I'll start with Don Lemon. He was um, terminated. And he has said that um, I plan to live my or I live my life with no regrets. And and whatever I did, I did. I owned. I don't look back and don't want to change the things in the past. And in fact, more recently um, at the New York City, in New York City at the time, 100 Gala, he was uh, stopped on the red carpet and released a statement saying, I'm going to spend my summer on the beach. And on a boat and with my family and just chill out. So that's a testament to say that, you know, he is it's a bittersweet thing probably for uh, Don Don Lamone. I can um have been joking with uh, friends that uh, Fox and CNN had to probably meet in the bar or they saw each other from each end of the bar sat down and was like, you know what? Things are probably getting out of hand. Let's reel this in. Um, especially ahead of a 2024 election. Now, let me talk about Tucker Carlson who was fired from Fox news because of, excuse me, let me backtrack. So Don Lemon was fired allegedly for um, reasons that we don't know, but um, it's been, it's come out that, you know, he's uh, had some ageist um, and some sexist views Um in some of his commentary, not to mention the most recent uh, interview with Vivek. Help me with his last name. The uh, other Republican candidate that is running for um, what president.
2: About? I know who you're
4: talking um, about. I was going to say, Bree, don't you know his name? Vivek Rems- the Ray I'm sorry. Excuse me. <laughs> um, but yes, that, that particular interview uh, is kind of, what is rumored to put the nail in the coffin. So uh, switching to Tucker Carlson, he was fired from Fox news because of comments he made about a colleague in private, apparently um, uh, in text messages in, the Dominion voting system defamation lawsuit shows disparaging comments about Fox News leadership. Um, in those messages, he also show they also show um, whether uh, reporters fact checking former President Trump's false voter fraud claims would anger the network audience. I find this very ironic because uh, Tucker Carlson pretty much remained silent for the week until just recently, and uh, he released his comments in a video on Twitter saying that. Um, his he didn't describe his future plans but he's saying he's stepping outside of the noise and he basically indicated that um what he's been doing at least how i took it from my perspective is that um the debates on online are stupid the debates on tv are stupid and i'm kind of just taken aback because i'm like well you had no problem doing it when you were in the midst of doing it and so i'm curious to see where tucker carlson will land next just in a matter of you know curiosity um the funny part about all of this is that they um also hired the same lawyer mm-hmm. um That's following so their terminations um i'm not sure that they knew that I, in fact i think uh don lemon I, in fact I, I don't think they knew that they um hired the same lawyer so that was uh, irony and then of course that rick ross offered don lemon a job at Wingstop. i thought that was oh. fairly funny but yeah we will yeah. see where they land
2: I didn't know if that was well, and you can chime in here. I didn't know if that was trolling or not. Do they have an issue? Rick Ross and Don Lemon. I tried to look that up. I didn't like, you
3: know what? I think Rick Ross is a complete troll. I don't think they have an issue at all. He takes any opportunity. He has to just promote his own businesses. Right. He's just an a serial entrepreneur. Um, But his name, Morgan, I was trying to look it up real quick. Vivek Mm Ramaswamy. I believe that is his name. Um, and he is a GOP presidential candidate. 30 years old, And they had a very heated exchange on CNN, which you mentioned some people are saying was part of the reason Don Lemon may have been dismissed, even though people say that's not true. There is just a rumor mill. But they got into a very heated discussion um, and he defended a recent speech that he made at a National Rifle Association event, the NRA, and he accused the Democratic Party uh, of wanting to put black people back in chains. And so Don Lemon had a very, very big issue with that. And he said, when you are in black skin and you live in this country, then you can disagree with me, but we're not. And, uh, Lemon said during the discussion, you mentioned there are three different shades of melanin here. And, um, he said, you know, Ramaswamy, uh, yeah, that's his name. Ramaswamy. He said, I don't think we have to be able to talk about these issues in the open, regardless of the color of our skin, like Americans, uh, to say that compare that to 1865 and 1964 rights in this country so they were having a very big discussion about guns about race and it, it got very heated and his co-host was silent was silent oh yeah it was that hoppy which is what sorry poppy yes poppy, poppy she was very silent which people you know.
4: well or i mean i don't know it could be a number of factors i'm sure you know his drinking on new year's that could be that could play a role in it that became
3: like a tradition. Now, like people look forward to tuning in to see him drunk on New Year's Eve um,
4: <laughs> Lemon, as they call him, affectionately.
3: Let's well,
2: let's 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 uh also mention this new show about Gail King or the, uh, hosted by Gail King and Charles Barkley, because if I'm honest, uh I don't follow Charles Barkley's stuff all that much ever since he stopped playing for the Phoenix Suns and I stopped being like nine years old. So what do, what do we expect from this show here? The uh, uh King Charles.
4: That is going to be terrible, Ramses. It's going to be terrible, okay? <laughs> no, seriously, I'm not really sure either, Ramsey. To be honest, I am not sure that Charles Barkley is the appropriate person to put into a political arena and oh, discuss. Oh, so it's a political show. Yeah, it's, it seems I mean, like odd couple it, I don't I, see I, in, but... Is it? Look, I, is it? I, well, is, he said he wanted the it, show to be
3: non-political, so I don't really expect too much... Political stuff from them, maybe more so on Gail King's side, but definitely not on Charles Barkley's side
4: mm. at all. I don't. I don't. Yeah, I wouldn't expect. I, well, well, he said I, he's going to be a straight shooter,
3: but he wants to be fair and honest with all the guests. And um, you know, he basically he's there to play off Gail. So I think she's really going to be carrying hell? this show, and he's there for like the comedic relief in my mind.
2: Okay, <laughs> that makes that makes sense because <laughs> everything I see of Charles Barkley, like I said, I don't watch sports. Planet or whatever sport, TV station sports or anything. Sport, sports ball. Sports ball. Is that what it is? And he's great. You being funny.
4: You no, know, I'm. I'm joking. I'm trolling. Okay. You <laughs> like, I've really
2: anyway. Um. No. Um, but so yeah. He's a great, great commentator. Is, he's
4: a great commentator for the NBA and basketball. But you know, I don't. I don't want to box him in. But outside of that, I just not sure that he would offer up.
2: Exactly. Exactly what I'm saying. I. I don't know that he. Uh, has. A- anything I've seen of Charles Barkley has been sort of online like viral clips or that sort of stuff. I haven't watched him in depth. And so, like I said, it seemed like an odd pairing, Charles Barkley and Gail King. So I was just curious as to well, what according to the
3: latest reports, that. Ramses, I could just tell you right now, they don't have a specific focus for the show that they're right. discussing now, but it's supposed to premiere this fall. So they're saying they're going to roll that out over, over the next few months, basically telling us what exactly this show is supposed to do mainly. They wanted to improve CNN's ratings, which apparently have been in the trash, which was the entire point for creating this new show as they fired several hundred people over the last year.
4: Yeah, and with Don Lemon included, I'm sure that just made more for the salary cap space. Mm-hmm.
0: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything, for every passenger, feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern. Only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.
1: Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice.
2: Like Information Network news anchors Morgan Wood and Bree Wood are here with us discussing this week's major stories. All right, the fallout continues for film star Jonathan Majors after new sexual misconduct allegations have surfaced. Bree, give us an update on this story.
3: This is super tragic to me. Um honestly, Jonathan Majors, who I first started following when I was watching a show called Lovecraft Country, which they canceled, which I was devastated by. I loved him in that that show. Also, he was in the movie The Harder They Fall on Netflix. Um, His career was on a huge upswing until recently. Um, He was doing major interviews, covers of magazines, and starring in blockbuster films like we see him in Creed 3 now, which is still at the box office, and the late Batman film uh, Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Um, It all came crashing down on March 25th, though, last month, when he was arrested in Manhattan, New York, on misdemeanor charges of strangulation, assault, and harassment. In an alleged domestic dispute with his now ex-girlfriend, police are saying that the 30-year-old woman was treated for some minor injuries that night. Um, after he was arrested, it's like he just started losing money and support almost immediately. Yeah. Uh, he was the face of a brand new ad campaign for the U S army. Uh, they decided to pull that multi-million dollar recruiting campaign after expressing what they call deep concern over those allegations. Um, his lawyer has denied the allegations from the very beginning and said that his legal team has submitted irrefutable evidence to the DA's office that, uh, the claims made by his ex-girlfriend are false. Then we get the text messages. <laughs> now, this this was very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, His lawyer released text messages that were supposed to help prove his innocence. Um, TMZ reported that his lawyer submitted the text uh, that said um, his girlfriend was admitting that she was the one who used physical force against him. And one of the texts said, uh, we'll make sure nothing happens about this. I told him it was my fault. We're trying to grab your phone. That allegedly came from the girlfriend. So the text exchange continued. And a few hours later, we see a text with the woman reiterating that she's pushing hard to make sure the DA doesn't charge him for the incident. Unfortunately, when people read that I mean, I saw online, much of the commentary was that it read like a woman trying to cover up abuse as opposed to admitting wrongdoing. Like she's just trying to make it right because she didn't expect him to get arrested. So this whole incident allegedly stems from Jonathan's ex seeing another woman texting him. And that's when she tried to sneak a peek at his phone and grab it from him. And he was protecting his phone. Now, let's be real. You know how extra some men can be about protecting their phones, especially if it might be (laughs) something on there. There You don't want your woman to see. So I'm not saying it's not impossible. He was like, hey, 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 back up. He's a big man. You've seen Jonathan Majors. He's muscular. Um, But I'm not going to say he just wailed on her because she tried to grab his phone. But that's the allegation. Um, So after releasing the text didn't work. A Variety reported that more alleged abuse victims started coming forward yeah. and they are now cooperating with the Manhattan District Attorney's Office. So it is just awful for him right now. People started. I know. Well, I you know, he, he's he been like this forever back in you know school and people just start saying he was an abuser from jump before anybody knew him before he was famous. And so now we have more women who are claiming to have had some type of interaction with uh, him that was less than pleasant. Um, so as of right now, his career is continuing to take some major hits. He's been dropped by his talent agency, Entertainment 360, and his PR firm, mm-hmm. um, according to Deadline. And he also lost several film roles, including the upcoming film adaptation of Walter Mosley novel, The Man in My Basement. He was supposed to star in that and executive produce it, as well as an Otis Redding biopic, mm-hmm. which I think he looks perfect for. Um, yes. So he even lost his invitation to this year's Met Gala. So, mm-hmm. I mean... What you can count on is that you don't really have any friends in Hollywood, but
2: hmm. it, man. for him,
3: I would say we need, to, <laughs> we need to make sure that the facts come out before we just publicly condemn this man. What I see is him being found guilty in the court of public opinion yeah. before the facts, not to mention the L.A. Times releasing an article saying that his girlfriend was seen out partying at the club with a friend after. He got arrested that same night. So they're reporting she had injuries and things, but then they have snapshots of her in the club after the fact to party with a different set of people. So yeah, many people video. are like, OK, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you say let's wait and hear the facts, all of a sudden you're an abuse supporter. Mm-hmm. And if you say, uh, you know, he's guilty, then that that must be facts. But it's just it's one or the other with people. And I think it's it's just bad for him, really sure. bad for him. Yeah. seems like things changed overnight. It really did.
4: Yeah. So he was also released from an ad campaign for the Texas Rangers um, in, uh Major League Baseball. And in fact, um, on a positive note, I'll put just put this out there on a positive note in the uh, grand scheme of what Bree was saying, it doesn't seem like he has any more friends in Hollywood. Well, Disney is sticking beside him. I'm going to stick beside him. Disney is going to stick beside him, um, being that he did star in marvel's ant-man and the wasp quantum mania but they said with the condition that just like you reiterated or urged brie that we want we want to see what happens in court
3: but i got two (laughs) words for you there johnny depp they shot themselves in the foot with that one yeah Mm. i mean amber heard she lost he won and they dropped him from being jack sparrow and that cost him money that cost them money And it was over allegations that were not proven where he he started losing everything. So that's, in my mind, what I compare it to. It's like, let's not make the same mistake twice. Let's see how this plays out, which is theoretically what you should do anyway, because
4: nothing's been proven yet. Well, just an update on on the actual situation. The alleged victim who initially accused him um, has been granted a restraining order. So that happened. um, The district attorney's office in Manhattan Uh says. A judge granted a full temporary order of protection for the victim per the people's request with a cons- with the consent of defense counsel. Um, so the order does indicate that he's not permitted to have any contact with the victim until after his upcoming court date, which is May 9th. He is due in court. Um, and of course, the three the Creed three actor is facing charges of assault and harassment. Now, his lawyer released a statement saying that this is standard in cases such as this, because um, basically they consented to because they want nothing to do with the woman who they claims assaulted him. So there's an update on that. We'll see what happens May 9th. He's due in court and um come to find out too in some other reports that yeah, it does appear like uh Hollywood has turned his back um turned back um, it's back on him. Yeah.
3: Well, he's still yeah. starring as King the Conqueror in the upcoming second season of Loki. So that's already been shot. They said there are no plans to remove him from that. Um that's it's going to be released this summer and he's attached to in the Avengers, the Kang dynasty. And that is uh, a 2025 release that they say <laughs> s- has not yet started filming, but they have not released Marvel. him from that. So
4: yeah. Cause Marvel Disney said we don't yeah. got.
3: Time.
4: It, he's still, he's
3: still set to <laughs> to do see. what he's doing there. So Let's I see guess, what happened
4: at court. Cause we yeah, time, time will tell.
2: Sure. Sure.
4: Yeah, there's, <laughs> Disney said, man, we, we got him in a lot of projects. What are we going to do?
2: You know, there's a lot that I could, uh, offer a conversation like this but i think that i won't so (laughs) uh let's move on uh finally the uh, fight over the release of the hulu documentary freak nick is still in the news as lawsuits have been filed morgan for our listeners who aren't familiar with the story share some details about the controversy surrounding the film and then brie uh i'd like to hear from you as well
4: Okay, so Jermaine Dupree and Two Lives Crew uh, Two Live Crew's Uncle Luke aka Luther Campbell are executive producing a docu series or me, a documentary that is set to release on Hulu. It's called Freaknik, the wildest party never told and it's supposed to recap Freaknik from 1994. Now the whole thing about this is where Freaknik even came about was that it was a uh small picnic that started at um, an HBCU in Atlanta, Atlanta University Center or near the Atlanta University Center in 1983. And through the 90s gained popularity um, be- during spring break. And it became a whole thing because um, some of the students at the time couldn't leave for spring break. So they started to uh, create just a party. And before you know it, it got out of hand. It was more of a city thing as opposed to a college uh, focused event. And um yeah. So, as a result of that, 1994 was said to be one of the wildest years. Uh, it and and the event um, became uh, more noted for promoting sexual liberation and promiscuity, and, and, and again outside of the central or initial college scope of gathering and fellowshipping. So, 1994 is said to be quite the year. And the aunties are scared. That's really mm-hmm. what it really boils down to. The, um those who m- might have been there, professional women now of age possibly 50 and above, are concerned that um their raunchy <laughs> days might be yeah, ex- their raunchy days might ex- be exposed. Um so one TikTok uh, user, um Tina, she's gone viral for saying um basically, yeah, she, she is uh bracing herself for uh what is to come from this production and that um she knows she was there and if you know you was there and what you were doing you might want to um yeah you might want to brace yourself so I believe um there is a lawsuit pending I'm sorry my notes have fallen can you help me out there is
3: a lawsuit pending and I did talk about this in entertainment news um I don't know it's it is funny it because is funny. um you know women who were college <laughs> students you know back in the 90s are now like morgan said in their late 40s and 50s um but many of them are now in the prime of their careers and a group of prominent black women um who are professionals now yeah. plan to sue the streaming company and block the film's release so they're like hulu no um based on concerns about what could potentially be exposed uh again as morgan said there was lots going on in the streets um that people had on them camcorders back in the day okay yeah. so they're filing a lawsuit in Atlanta, Georgia's federal court. And the women say that the video would be unlawful because they did not sign media releases. But I'm mm. not sure how how much that can hold up in court it, when everybody was filming. It was a public event on a public street. Yeah. So what can you do with that? I mean, it's, you and your stacked curls are going to be on ooh, screen, lady. The stacked <laughs> curl. Let me find out the stacked curls. I told my mm. sister because she is of that age. I say, were well, you a freak neck? She's nine years older than me. And she was like, I might have been down there one year. I was like, okay,
2: <laughs> let me see
3: them stack curls in the video and we're gonna see. We're gonna know Sorry. something. But no, you know, there I, were a lot of I people think... who were there to just have fun. But
2: sure, sure. I think I think that there's there's there should be, and then my estimation, there should be something to people um recording something or allowing themselves to be recorded for what they believe to be sort of a private or private-ish um uh private-ish consumption, we'll say, versus commercial consumption um, decades after the fact. Uh, There's just kind of a different, um, I guess, a different um, approach you would take if you knew that this was going to be archived and then released at some point in the future, and you were like presented with a release to sign, and you might behave yourself differently versus, okay, this is a guy that I met. He's super cool. He's filming this just for his own buddies and posterity um and on top of that uh anybody who's in the background at freak nick you know what i mean it's that's you know that's not too um that's not too, that's not a crime you know to to go to a party you know what i mean but it's when you're like zoomed in and it's on your face and you're dancing with somebody and this you know whatever whatever is going on in freak nick i've never been but um you know if you're dancing with somebody
3: freak nick But it's legendary for my yeah
2: yeah yeah. I've heard I definitely heard about it. You know, (laughs) I'm 40 years old, so I you know, but I was never old enough to go. And then on top of that, exactly, it was on the other side of the country Um, for me. I grew up on the West Coast, so anyway, um, you know, for folks that are watching this, you know, if you see someone in the background, that's that's one thing, and and you know, that's fine because you were there, you were present. It's like the Million Man March. You know, if your face ends up on camera, that's kind of how it goes. You're part of the background, but if you're the focal point of any point of the film. And this film is making money off of you, then so you have a right to say, I don't want to be in the film or compensate me according to what I feel my image and, you know, contribution is worth. And so I, I'm hopeful that these professionals uh, will, um, you know, have be heard and, and, you know, be able to maintain some normalcy in their lives. That's just kind of how I feel about it. You know, I can kind of put myself in their shoes and I get recorded but all the they time. Know? So, they're even
3: featured. This is like a precautionary measure because nobody's that, seen the footage. Yeah,
2: I didn't know the, that either. that they're
3: going to reveal. So it's I, like, how do you even know? You must have been out there doing something. If you conscience. think there's a possibility, exactly <laughs> that your face could be zoomed in on. Sure, it's sure. like, sis, what were you doing? Because we don't even know what's on the tape
4: yet. The gut feeling says, they only did, the gut feeling says, Dag, I don't really remember. So let me just go ahead <laughs> and
2: protect myself. Let me, let me get the lawyers involved before sure. it's released.
4: Okay. Sure.
2: All right. Well, before we go, um, we want to take a minute to acknowledge the passing of iconic actor and activist Harry Belafonte and singer, uh, Harry Belafonte, and of course TV host Jerry Springer. Ladies, uh, any thoughts and reflections before we before we go?
4: Yes. Yeah, so oh my gosh, Harry Belafonte, who doesn't know? Day me say day. Um, daylight like come. Yeah, that's just wanna, wanna go
2: home, sure. Yeah
4: was really sad to hear that uh, Harry Belafonte passed away at the age of 96. He was deemed the king of Calypso, excuse me, the king of Calypso, and he died of congestive heart failure. So um, not to mention he's had uh, quite the um, quite the uh, movement or quite the support and he's been very active, uh, I would say, in the civil rights movement in 1950s, 1960s, uh, alongside Dr. Martin Luther King. So it's just a tragedy. And then it just, and Jerry Springer, oh my gosh, wow, it's such nostalgia there as well. You know, these are, these are icons from our childhood that, you know, we're starting to to see that, wow, we may have immortalize them you know through tv through uh through their acts through everything that they've done and then so to see that they're actually humanized this in this type of way it's just it's devastating but at the same time i will just say i'm so grateful for the contributions in fact i watched something i'm not sure where to uh draw the source from excuse me but uh jerry springer he was saying once before that he was really upset um about his show um, through the 90s because he feels like he catered to drama he catered to um, just just negative portrayal on tv and while you know some of that may be true at the same time like nobody could do it like jerry huh. nobody could do jerry springer like jerry springer and he brought it in in such a compelling different and engaging way In what tv you know tv could be or a talk show could be at that time he broke the barriers in terms of what talk show realms could be like so i just think that it's you know it's unfortunate I, and I, you yeah, know i'm thankful for his contribution to my childhood <laughs> jerry, jerry. jerry he lived
3: a full jerry. life i will say that at least it looked like he did um he was a tv news anchor yeah. first um he you know was a had a professional life in a serious talk show at one point but then it just seemed like all of sudden it turned into the drama and that's why he catered to it because the ratings are what did it at one point he was even beating oprah winfrey who was the biggest talk show host in the world at that time on television in a key demographic women between 18 and 34 years old in like 97 98 um he even tied her ratings in 97 three cities atlanta cleveland and new orleans so that wasn't uh making them happy over there at oprah's network but um jerry was pop culture not to mention all the appearances he had on shows and the shows. Like, I was watching an old episode of the Wans Brothers, Marlon and Sean Wans. They had a whole episode <laughs> where they were on the Jerry Springer show and it was just spoofing everything that happens on the show, all the drama, all the running and fighting and people arguing with people in the audience. He was definitely just representative of the culture and i will always remember that even had a whole movie dedicated to it um called ringmaster i don't know if you remember that it starred wendy raquel robinson she was on the steve harvey show at that time but they made a movie about the ridiculous ridiculousness of his show um so he's definitely a part of my childhood as well i grew up watching jerry springer and it was just entertainment for me um so rest in peace to him um and all of his friends and family condolences to them um and as for Harry Belafonte, I mean, like you said, he's a world-renowned actor, musician, and activist. Um, his work, I think, impacts uh, everyone. It spans generations. Um, I first learned about him as a child when I heard the Banana Boat song, Deo. I heard it on television. I think they were using it in commercials. They were even uh, singing it on sitcoms. And I remember um, reading an interview that he did with PBS NewsHour from years ago. And he said that that song in particular was about struggle and Black people in a colonized life doing the most grueling work. So he wanted to turn it into an anthem that the world would love. So something that was negative, at first he turned into a positive that everybody could sing. Um, also, Harry Belafonte was memorable for me because of Carmen Jones. Now, I don't know if you remember when Beyonce started on a remake on MTV called Carmen the Jones Hip hopra oh <laughs> It was Most deaf, Mackay, Pfeiffer, um, and Beyonce. And so after I watched the Hip hopra I wanted to know what the real Carmen was like. Um, And that had me watch the original starring him and Dorothy Dandridge. uh, And it turns out that happens to be one of my favorite older films. Um, And his work as a civil rights activist was very important to the movement. Of course, he supported Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. greatly. Uh, He was a humanitarian. His foundation, Sankofa, still focuses on social justice today. So I'd say he passed uh, having lived on the right side of history. Um, 96 years of life, well lived. God rest his soul.
2: Well, that was beautiful um, from both of you. And I'd like to thank you both very much for your insight into these stories. Once again, today's guests are Black Information Network news anchors, Morgan Wood and Bree Wood. This has been a production of the Black Information Network. Today's show was produced by Chris Thompson. Have some thoughts you'd like to share? Use the red microphone talkback feature on the iHeartRadio app. While you're there, be sure to hit subscribe and download all of our episodes. I am your host, Ramses Ja, on all social media and i'll be hosting another episode of civic cipher this weekend on a station near you for stations showtimes and podcast info check civiccipher.com and join us monday as we share our news with our voice from our perspective right here on the black information network
0: daily podcast infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all new 2025 infinity qx80 live march 20th from the edge at hudson yards in new york city